You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm the CEO and founder of Rock, Paper, Scissors. We are a music tech PR firm. And today I have a repeat guest uh, with a brand new topic because the whole world is brand new right now. I've got Fabrice Sargent, who's the managing partner and co-founder of Bands in Town. Fabrice, welcome back to the show. Hey, Dimitri. Nice to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Hey, so... Um, You've got a lot going on at Bands in Town. The entire music industry, especially the live side, took a nosedive with this pandemic, with the self-isolation and quarantine and, and so many different ways in which people are being very careful and, and obviously can't go out to see shows. Let's just kick it off. Why don't you tell us about the new live streaming features that Bands in Town has launched during the COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, within days, we've been, uh, we refocused the entire product team to try to help artists face and address these new challenges. So first, uh, we introduced a new uh, watch live feature, which enables artists to publish uh, directly from their Benzinton account their live streamed event. They, they used to be able to publish the live uh, events, and now they can publish live stream events. It will appear within the Benzinton ecosystem in as a watch live call to action. So it used to say buy tickets and now it's going to say watch live. And it will also enable uh, fans to ask to be notified when the show starts and Benzinton will send alerts via emails and push notification to such fans uh, before the show. So that's the, that was the first step. And, and we also updated our widgets and APIs and all these uh, tools that we give to artists for free so that they can promote their live stream shows uh, easily across their own properties. That's very cool. How's traction on that? I know you turned it around extremely quickly, um, built new features and so forth. Have you been able to see how pickup has been both from artists and fans? Yeah, both reacted very favorably. Lots of artists now are indeed live streaming to stay in touch with their fans, and we now provide them a free tool to promote such live streams. So thousands of artists have been posting dates. We have now, I think, uh, you know, more than... Uh, 20,000 20, hours of programming on, available on Benzintown if you want to watch all these streams. So, so it's. Did it's, you say uh, 20,000 hours yeah, of yeah. live streams have been posted on Benzintown? Yeah, it's huge. So, so it's, wow. it, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's growing exponentially every day. Artists are posting more and more live streams. Uh, we see festivals, we see venues that are adding new um, events. And so we also completely changed our app. We updated our app, which has been approved at light speed by the app stores, which we're very grateful for. And we also updated our homepage, benzintown.com, which enables now to, to, to browse through all these uh, live streams. That's great. So you've also taken a curation and uh, concert promotion role in your on your own way in that you've started your own live streams on Twitch. Tell us about that. Exactly. That's the second uh, aspect of things that we've uh, we've started. We felt immediately that artists and their crews will be first or will suffer a lot from from this crisis. Uh, mostly because you know they 80% of their revenue come from live and merch uh, in general so uh, not being able to tour is, is especially at the beginning of the touring season is is a huge issue we thought that we had to help 
And one thing, so we, we immediately called Music Air and Twitch and offered to create a Benz in Town Live channel, which we are now promoting quite heavily across all our um, media channels, to uh, feature artists doing uh, home um, concerts and raise money for Music Air. So that's the first thing uh, that we did. And the second thing is that we, we negotiated with Twitch an agreement through which all bands in town registered artists which have more than 2,000 followers on bands in town will be pre-approved and are pre-approved and fast-tracked to start their own channel on Twitch and start collecting what they call bits, which are some sort of a tip jar donations, or they are able to sell subscriptions so that they can start and explore new monetization opportunities. So on one hand, we're giving to charities. On the other hand, we are uh, raising awareness to help artists uh, be uh, able to start monetizing their art in a new way, in a new fashion, and, and it's up to them to find the exact way to do so. So without this Bands in Town seal of approval of having shown traction with 2,000 followers on Bands in Town, what does it normally take for an artist to be approved on Twitch for monetization? Well, it takes some time. It takes a month or so, and maybe sometimes more, because Twitch didn't have the resources and the team to onboard, you know, many uh, many artists at the same time. Bands in Town has a verification system for artists, and essentially, five hundred and thirty thousand artists are registered to the platform. So it's it's, uh, it's we're both helping each other. We're we're enabling artists to to access this um, this feature, and and we are uh, you know helping Twitch in processing all these requests by uh, vetting actually the the, the artist. So what about other live streaming platforms or opportunities? Is, is Bands in Town integrating with them? Are you programming for them? What else is, is going on beyond Twitch? Artists can choose their favorite streaming platform and all the alerts that I was talking about, this new watch live features and, and all the things are open to any platform. So, so right now, artists are adding live stream from Facebook, from Instagram, from uh, YouTube, obviously, and, and, and many other platforms, Stage It and many other platforms. So we have, uh, we have made a choice, as far as we're concerned, to start our own live music showcase on Twitch because it was enabling us to collect donations for Music Care immediately. So, so that's, that's as simple as it is. We've been pragmatic and we've, we've, uh, we've built this relationship with Twitch. And so that's that's uh, that's what we're doing. No, we, we we will continue to educate artists and enable them to work with you know the platform of their choice and many may, maybe several platforms at the same time. Really want artists to explore new monetization opportunities, and and, and be very pragmatic about all of that. Tell us about the Thursday series that you're doing and what the approach to curation of that is. So, so that's that's the the programming we are we are putting on uh, the our own Twitch uh, channel. We started with Black Coffee, which was our first headliner, got a lot of success, like eighty five thousand people watched it, and we also programmed our live music marathon, which was last week on on uh, Wednesday and Thursday last week. We we had sixteen artists play and all raising money for for Music Air, and sixteen artists, you know. They were like uh, emerging artists and, and more established artists. And we also featured 
all kind of genre. We were we were trying to be as diverse as we could with also artists from all over the world, which is very important to us. Uh, we will continue to program uh, such a live music marathon every week with three artists per day on Wednesday and Thursday because we, we want to continue to raise awareness uh, for the artists, raise money for Music Air and give also an, an artist an opportunity to, to, to showcase. The strategy is to um, uh, present emerging artists on one hand and more established artists on the other hand. We, we will uh, specifically partner with, with selected festivals or venues or music label. And actually next week we do have a, uh, we're starting with a partnership with a music label. So the, the programming strategy is um, very uh, much focused on bringing uh, on the spotlight new artists as well as we always do, as well as raising uh, awareness and therefore working with more established artists so that we can raise as much money as So, but you'll have partnerships with like a, a record label, for example, to sort of bring it, bring it all together within a scene uh, and present kind of a, a more, a more concert-like uh, experience with artists that may be in different bedrooms or living rooms, but have kind of a similar flavor. Yeah, that's what we did last week. Actually, the live music marathon was very really much about that, um, and that's that that works super well. People like the diversity of the style, and they liked uh, the different type of artists playing from their uh, from their home. Actually, so so that's um, yes, that's exactly what we have in mind. So, uh, did we cover everything that Bands in Town is doing in response to this COVID nineteen situation and the shutdown of the live music industry? Uh, want to talk more contextually, but I want to just make sure: did we leave anything out? Anything else that you're doing you want to mention? Well, we we are um, continuously improving the the product. We will introduce new type of alerts and guides, which will um, essentially con connect with fans at different levels. So fans will receive um, alerts based on a genre. Right now, we are not grouping tour dates by genre, but for as far as live stream, it sounds like it makes sense. So fans will be able to receive new alerts based on genre music they may like, so that they can choose among the streams. Uh, we will also create more visibility for all these um, artists that are accepting to showcase on Benzintown channel. We will offer them packages so that uh, they can promote uh, their, their, their music and, and themselves uh, among Benzintown followers. So we're expanding rapidly the, the overall toolkit with this idea that our priority are, are the artists. So, so as much as we can, and we are very open to suggestions. I know your listeners are very much uh, connected to this uh, industry, please reach out. Feel free to reach out because uh, we, we're moving fast and, and we can definitely unbolt with ideas if, if they come to us. So Fabrice, you've spent all this time building this incredible network community platform for live music. All of a sudden, everything's changed and you've moved so quickly and had so many conversations. I'm curious to ask you, what are the most interesting things that you've learned in this short period about live streaming and artists having to work and perform remotely? What, what comes to mind for you that, that sort of stuck out in the bigger picture? Well, first, the, the addition of live streams to Benzintown is a natural expansion. At the end of the day, Benzintown helps discover artists and events. And now we help actually discover live events, but physical and virtual live events. And that project was, uh, frankly, already um, in the making. We, we thought that it was not necessarily, frankly, a priority to release it uh, 
but the backend had been already developed and that's why we've been so fast at, uh, at moving over the last uh, two weeks um, because we always thought that at some point this would be uh, something we would want to, to release. Um, so, so now what we are learning and that's, that's uh, fascinating as we speak is that I, we believe that these new intimate sessions are uh, way beyond a replacement and shouldn't be actually perceived as a replacement of the physical live events. They, they, they are a new form of entertainment, in my opinion, or some will be, and some artists will find their own format, their own uh, recipe to entertain fans uh, through, this, uh, through these intimate sessions. Yeah, it's interesting the, the way you talk about it as a new format, because I think that's one of the things that had been challenging about live streaming before is that people wanted a concert and somebody was trying to sell them a live stream a lot of times. A lot of platforms and startups were trying to solve this problem that a lot of fans didn't think was a problem, that they actually wanted the the smell of the and the taste of the beer and the opportunity to dance or flirt with somebody, meet somebody, or just experience what it's like to be in a room with thousands of people or a venue with thousands of people listening and and beating along to the same music um and uh now that's all taken away overnight thanks to the the pandemic and so th there's there's a reason for people to try this for the first time but what you're saying is you don't think it will replace the live performance over time it's a new thing it almost reminds me like podcasts are to radio what live streaming is to concerts it's not exactly the same it has a different format it has a different emotional response but it's still something that will be appealing to people your analogy with podcast is interesting indeed any new media that becomes successful has to reinvent it i mean has to bring something to the table and not only try to mimic the previous one right and so there must be some cannibalization between a lot of cannibalization between podcast and, and radio but you you're, you're correct it's there's a the most successful podcasts have a special flavor that is different from a radio show. Uh, I would say that in, in the case of live stream, I, I, I personally hated the streams before. I, I didn't like mm -hmm. the, I, I didn't like watching a festival online just because I couldn't get there. Uh, I felt that this, you know, the disconnect, the, the lack of tribal experience, to use uh, my favorite uh, expression. Is, was, was so important that, you know, I didn't see the point. Now, with the intimate sessions, the ability to look at the, at the fans eye to eye in a way, and this, this ability to connect in a very personal, approachable manner, uh, turn artists into real human beings in the fan. And so they are definitely um, different from the way they used to appear on television, on radio, or on, on, on stage. And that's what I find interesting. I would have said, I would have thought that most artists that today are happy to jump on a live stream would have refused to do so before. Had we offered them mm -hmm. to come and play, I mean, especially the top ones that didn't get the right makeup and are filmed in their living room or in their bedroom for some of them. All of these people, which frankly are turned into fake puppets for some time by, by publicists in, in many, many cases, honestly, but suddenly become real. They become humans. And I think that's to their best interest. 
they, they finally uh, become like like you and me, and they 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 have a complete different type of connections with the fans. So it's different than than the other formats, and that's why it's there to stay. That's what I like with it. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the tribal experience with with music, with going out to concerts with friends and meeting people and, and things like that. And part of what goes with the tribal experience are certain rituals, you know, the, the the rituals of concert going, waiting in line, buying tickets in advance, traveling somewhere, getting the proper ritualistic wardrobe for the festival. All those things are happening. Uh, and a lot of those things don't happen in a live stream, but there's other rituals that come into play with this new medium. And uh, uh, you know the chats, the emojis, the the subscriptions and follows, but the direct interaction where somebody on a live stream might shout out to a specific micro patron from the live stream platform. So it's definitely it's definitely different, and I see why you refer to it as intimacy. And you know that brings us to the the question of: Are there specific artists that you've seen in the last couple of weeks that are doing especially interesting things, effective things, things that you think other people should hear about and and try? Out. Yeah, I guess um, it's it. There's no best practice or rules that uh, one can follow, except to be very authentic. I mean, it's hard to not to be. Um, so, so, but I saw things like um, FaceTiming, for example, a friend, or I, I remember Amanda Palmer when she uh, on at the Benzin Down Live Music Marathon when she had letters, which were essentially saying I love you uh, what what she did that she had um, mm-hmm. written I love you on her whole, on her wall like physical wall <laughs> um, on, on piece of papers uh, which she pinned and then she took the piece of paper and put them in front of the camera one after the other with each letter saying I love you and that that was so spontaneous so effective in terms of um, you know, just almost like a dance, like something that that was surprising, that uh, drove fans crazy. Um, fans also like, by the way, yeah. when kids <laughs> are running around. Um, Black Coffee had his <laughs> kids uh, playing with his uh, turntable and <laughs> run around when he was spinning records and for well, spinning music, and he was he was um, it was funny. It was it was more than funny. It was uh, the type of things that makes it a good set so yeah touching. touching so so it's it's sometimes unexpected and it's obviously sometimes very um very well done you know it just makes it real it's interesting you talk about her having this i love you across the wall and taking it down and, and showing this up whereas in a traditional concert in a way it almost feels like there's a wall between the fan and the performer and even though there's a screen between the the, the fan and the performer in this new live streaming world there's something about the interactivity the dynamic and the and the rituals of this this emerging format of live streaming concerts that breaks down the wall and that's that's uh you know we're just starting um, I don't think this is this is a typically I would use the world marathon. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Things have happened, unfortunately, very brutally. And yes, people are, are at home, and you know, artists wants to stay in touch. Uh, but over time, it's going to take maybe some months and years to develop uh, this new form of entertainment. Uh, artists will have to find a way to market. This, uh, these shows, these new shows, and hopefully um, we, we, we are here to help. So, so 
basically, as I repeat, but the first thing they have to do is to add these uh, live shows on the Benzintown uh, platforms, so at least they become visible for everybody. They will have to learn how to monetize these, uh, these experiences, be, you know, through sponsorship, maybe some classical advertising or, or, or just, you know, keep them free to, to increase engagement and connection or maybe to promote an album launch uh, or a new tour. Uh, so this this will uh, essentially become a part of their toolkits to interact with fans, and they'll find their own ways from a content point of view to to do it nicely and to do it. Uh, what what will happen? What's going to be interesting is that when people will be able to go outside um, and mm -hmm. these lives from you know different settings and environments, and maybe with a little bit more help in terms of production. Will this vanish? Because once again, it will become too sophisticated and heavily overproduced. Or will it continue? Because you know, some artists will continue to make it fairly intimate and understand that this is what actually fans are looking for. Yeah. Well, I think a little bit about the um, the artist labels and the management teams who had kind of a method of, of, of doing promotion, of, of supporting tours and so forth, who are probably listening to this. And, you know, it's it's turned upside down for the artists, but it's also turned upside down for the rest of the industry. I'm curious, for those labels and managers, maybe even agents, what advice would you give them about how to approach their careers, the work they do in this moment? Well, that's... that's um... Labels, labels have um, uh, some a different challenge from obviously the live teams, but it's still a challenge. Uh, even though we see and we predict, we think that uh, music streaming will continue to to grow. Um, obviously, people being at home, they may not use as much radio in the car as they used to, but they definitely would continue to subscribe always more to music uh, streaming services. So there's an upward trend supporting labels at the moment. And that's great because at the end of the day, it supports artists um, and they need it. But they, they have to take into account that, you know, if there's no tour, if there's no live events in the making right now, uh, they still have to help artists release art. And, and that's, I understand that that's not an easy situation because now things go usually together and in, in a sequence. But, um, you know, times of constraints like the one that we are um, going through are, are a great moment for creativity, for, for uh, expression. And so I hope they, they're going to continue to support artists. In, in this period of time. Yeah. So are there specific tools? I mean, you mentioned there's this this watch watch live for the live stream element for notifications. What other tools and bands in town should artists and managers be using right now or even in the long term? Let's just get a little specific before we uh, get past this question. Well, the, the other tool that we usually uh, recommend is the post to tracker. We are the only direct to fan platform that enables to hit 55 over actually more than 55 million registered users. Um, we are not um, filtering artist messages. So artists can message for free uh, directly to their inbox or through push notification on an app, uh, the fans that, that are following them. So, so obviously they can choose the kind of message they want to share. They can publicize a 
album listening party, for example, which uh, I, I, I saw uh, Fish actually uh, doing that uh, uh, mm. yesterday. Uh, you can do a, a promote your live stream as well if you want to do it um, manually and post that message. You obviously can do that. Um, merch is still uh, something that artists are posting right now. Um, that's that's uh, you know fans understand that buying merch is a way to support their favorite artists, so why not? And and we see a lot of, uh, frankly, obviously 90% of the shows that have been canceled are actually being postponed. So we see some bands and, and artists uh, announcing new dates. Uh, obviously, these dates are for the second half of the year, but it's, it's starting to populate... Uh, the database. Um, we, we we lost about a hundred thousand events uh, out of wow. uh, four hundred and fifty thousand upcoming events that we had at the beginning of the crisis. And for the first time this week, uh, the um, number of events stopped uh, their decline. So we have more events being created, mm. but that obviously includes live streams. <laughs> mm. Well, at least it's replacing the the missing piece for people who want to continue to interact with the artists they love or the fans they love. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So what else are you hoping to see come out of this in the coming weeks and months? Uh, it could be something specific that you guys are thinking about or just something bigger in, in, in the music industry or even, even in, the, in society. What are you looking forward to? Well, there are there are um, implications. Uh, so if we see live stream music, live stream as a new form of entertainment, it, it may also become a new form of interaction for other uh, type of artists. I'm thinking specifically of uh, of uh, stand up comedy. Uh, you know, the stand up comedians are using Benzin mm-hmm. Dong. We, we we can mention that here. We will take specific initiative for stand-up comedians to help them, and they can always obviously take advantage of what I just described for music. Um, they are obvious, they are suffering a lot, uh, as much as, as the, the other artists, and they they think that there will be an interesting new format as well to be uh, that will be invented to help people uh, to entertain people during these uh, tough times, but. You know that's that's just one example where talents will will utilize these new platforms to um, try to build the following and and try to connect with their fans uh, in this new context. So that's it. Will be very interesting to see how this helps uh, reshape how media cons- consumption is done. And I would bet that um, this new form of uh, live events will will take their, their, their share of the market. Yeah. So folks who've never used Bands in Town, they can, they can download the Bands in Town app. They can make an account on the web and start to follow, follow bands and start to see these live streams. They can check out uh, the Bands in Town channel on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Bands in Town, I think is how you get to that channel. Is there anything else you want to put out to our listeners, announce any calls to action you might have to further your mission? Well, just uh, again, add your live events dates into the into your artist profile. That's that's uh, your help. Um, your help the artists being notified, the fans being notified, obviously, and sort out among this chaos uh, what they are looking for, and and help them never miss a live show, a live stream from their favorite artist. Awesome. So it doesn't matter what platform. It could be Twitch, YouNow, StageIt, YouTube Live, any of those things. We love them all. 
All right. Awesome. Hey, Fabrice, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Thanks for all the amazing work you're doing for the, the music industry, for artists, for fans. Uh, it's so cool. I mean, you're, you're really a role model for how quickly a tech company that's building a community, a platform can, can pivot so quickly. Nice work, sir. Thank you, Dimitri. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, make, we'll have an impact and in, in we're working hard and we won't stop. Thank you. I'm sure you will. All right. Thanks, Fabrice. And thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. Please hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and go to musictectonics.com and sign up for our newsletter. You'll find out about Weekly Webs Day. It's an online music tech meetup that we're doing every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. And in order to get into that and get the password, you've got to sign up with us. So check that out. And we'll keep covering interesting things happening to respond to the pandemic, stuff like live streaming, remote collaboration, remote education. Would love your ideas of other topics and people we should talk to for the weekly Webs Day. Just tweet or post somewhere with hashtag Webs Day with any of your ideas. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Music Tectonics.